chill, they be like, what it be like, like, you already know what it is. It's your boy, Calvin Light, my way. And this is Cut the Noise, Growing Through Conversation. Today, I really just wanted to share with you guys something near and dear, close to my heart. This is something that I've worked on for, I mean, probably eight years. And it's success. It's truly the path, the doorway, the the cheat code, the code, the combination lock to success. And it can be summed up real quick, real short, into your head, your heart, and then your hands. Okay? I'm going to try to make this short and sweet. But y'all know how I get. Your boy a little long-winded at times. But um, I got a, I got a book that I, I wrote a few years back covering head, heart, and hands. How to unlock, make your dreams a reality. And today I want to give you guys a short, you know, uh, look into that to understand it. Okay? First off, everything that is was and will be starts first in the mind it starts in a, as an idea it starts as a dream a vision a seed so to speak of what can be and simply by stepping your game up looking into the possibility of what can be you will create Right? And the Bible it talks about how we have dominion over the world, over the birds of the air, fish in the sea, the land, the grass, the animals, right? It doesn't talk about having dominion over other people. It talks about clearly about having dominion over our realm, over our surroundings, right? So by Tapping into that, what God blew into us, that his spirit, right? We tap into his creative power, right? What is of him, he said, he said, make man, let us make man in our image and likeness. In other words, the way he is, the way we would be, okay? So, with that being said, obviously right let's make it simple we then if he's the creator we will also be creative when god created everything he spoke it and then it was so let there be light boom and then it was he saw that it was good said boom let us create the heavens and the earth boom and it was uh separate the day from the night boom first day right um it's truly speaking and then it is right now when he created man he said let us make man in our likeness and image so then he took clay from the ground and molded and created it and then blew in it 
and created a living soul. Right? So what in turn happened? He stepped off of the throne from where he was speaking and got his hands dirty and created, molded, and developed. Now with us, we are creators as well, but we can't barack. We can't create from nothing. We create from things that are around us. We use the environment. We use tools. We use, you know, wood and resources. So we are creators like our father. But, you know, small G gods, right? Now, what in turn happens is we lost our dominion or our authority when we were kicked out of the garden when Adam and Eve yeah, ate into the apple. Hope y'all like these sound effects, right? <laughs> but um, from doing so, and I, I know I'm giving you guys a quick Bible study, but I, I'm, I'm, it's going to unlock the secrets now. Just pay attention. What's happened is they they were they lost their dominion, and the and Satan, the enemy, the devourer, in turn got access and had dominion over the world. He is known as the prince of the powers of the air, the airwaves, the world. He walks to and fro seeking whom, seeking whom he may devour. What does that mean? That means he's going through peeping game and taking names and taking folks out. Why? Because he has the access to do so. And the Bible talks about how the wealth of the wicked the wealth is stored up for the wicked, right? Now, what a lot of times folks get, get caught up on is the fact that the uh, the wealth um, gets gets dis- distributed or ends up in the hands of the wicked. But how so? Well, if the wicked are using the principles to create wealth, the wealth don't care about if you good, if you bad, the principles of sowing and reaping, if you plant a thing, it's going to grow. That's just common sense. That's just, it is what it is. As a matter of fact, let me pull up your scripture because I ain't want to quote nothing wrong. You know, it's Proverbs 13, 22. Your boy got to be better about memorizing what scripture is, right? But it says, a good man leaves his leave an inheritance for his children's children not his kids but his grandkids right that's what a good good man do and the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just what does that mean well in terms a lot of times we have to come to realize that the the wealth is going to be be made up wealth is made up primarily put that light on that wealth is made up primarily of people that aren't of God right doesn't mean that the righteous can't make wealth but it says that the wealth I'm going to read it now the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just 
what does that mean? Well, if you are in sales, if you have a business, if you are in services, you just ain't going to serve the, the folks that believe like you believe, walk like you walk. To mean the money that you that, that that you have a desire to earn or get is in the hands of somebody else. Yo, and, and I mean this can be interpreted a couple different ways, but I think it's kind of clear. Matter of fact, that's King James. I'm I'm gonna give you I'm gonna compare it just a tad. The New Living, what did it say? Twenty two, same scripture. A good person leaves an inheritance for his children, children a sin. The sinner's wealth is stored up for the righteous. You know, it's like they just keeping it. They're holding it. And the righteous going to eventually get it. How? By doing what's right. Business. Entrepreneurship. Services. The money that you want is in somebody else's hands. And the ideas that God put inside of you for business, for courses, for classes, for expanding the kingdom is going to be prosperous it's going to reap a benefit in the long run if you take action if you are serious about walking in kingdom right so what I'm gonna do is I'm, I'm gonna speed through this because I ain't want this podcast to be that long because your boy talking to itself right <laughs> Now I'm talking to you, but this is what I'm going to do. All right. If you want anything in life, you first must clean out your closet. Clean out your closet. Um, I think, um, what's his name? Peterson, the Peterson dude, um, Jordan Peterson, he said, that every man should wake up and fix his bed. What does that mean? By taking personal responsibility for what you got for you yourself, you start in your day by making your bed. Cleaning up your own mess. By going in, cleaning out your closet, cleaning out your brain. What's in you? Do you have a negative predisposition? Are you negative? Or are, are you a, a Debbie Doubter? Are you seeing, do you, do you think it's not possible to be successful? That it can't happen, it won't work for you. If you have this mentality, guess what? It ain't gonna work, bruh. It ain't gonna work. So if you wanna be successful, note number one, hope you're taking notes, write it down. Clean out your closet, clean out your bread, your, your brain. Do inventory. Like there's negative thoughts or ideas that are in your head that don't deserve to be there that somebody else put in there. The reason a lot of us uh, people of faith can't be successful or aren't um, prosperous is because we believe that wealth ain't for us. We don't believe that we should have access to it. We Why? Why? Let's just be real. Why? The true reason is we feel like being wealthy is bad. And you might not even think it consciously. It might be subconscious. 
Because even with superhero movies and TV shows, the villain is always the rich guy. It's always the rich guy that's the bad guy. Well, Superman, he just, you know, grew up humble on a farm and all this, right? Well, who's this bad guy? Lex Luthor, a rich billionaire. Come on, bro. Really? Like, the end-all, be-all, highest hope is Superman, and this is his biggest problem is the rich guy? Like, come on, y'all. We can't, we can't, we can't even pretend that that makes sense. We can't. So, if you're looking for success, clean out your closet, clean out your brain. See if there's any thoughts or negative uh, things, let's remove them. How do we remove them? Your brain is the only organ in your body that does not have a filtration system. It does not have a um, disposal system. You can't flush it out like your kidneys put clean out your, your, um, the bladder and the urinary tract, right? Your stomach, it cleans out and takes nutrients in and expunges, you know, through your bowel, the waste, right? Your ears will produce waste product, which is wax that comes out of your ears. You got to clean those, right? <laughs> right? Your body literally will expunge waste from it. It will sweat. It will, you know, all types of things. I say it like that. Now, with your brain, you can't just hit a flush button and come clean, purge the system. It doesn't work. The only way that you can purge the system is by putting in something that contradicts or overpowers the idea or ideology that is in your head. So if you believe in that money is a problem and money is, you got bad ideas about money, about success, guess what you got to do? You got to start reading books on success. You got to read some some uh, Think and Grow Rich, some, um, that's Napoleon Hill, some As a Man Thank You. Um, you got to read the Bible in context. Check out Solomon. Study Solomon and his, his wealth creation, right? His system. Um, there's, there's a lot of books out here on wealth, man, and on finance. Read them. Get in your mind, because see, what we're taught, we're taught to save our money and our bank and then save for retirement and retire when we about 117 by the time, you know, my age group, it used to be like 60. Then it got pushed to 70. Now it's like around 80 right now. So realistically, you're going to work your whole life to retire rich, wealthy at 90 at 80 it ain't gonna work so what you gotta do, you gotta figure out how it really works alright, read read, read your enemy is the inner me it's the inner you it's the inner me that is your enemy okay all the stuff that you've been told in the past is messing with your head it's, it's messing with your vision is making you have distorted views on success. Clean out your closet, flush the system, purge it. Get rid of that stinking thinking, right? Now, if you once you do that, once you clean out the system, you have to in turn identify what it is that you actually want. We're still in the mind, we're still in the brain right now. Okay? 
is the head game. What the heck do you want? What is the, the desire for your life? What type of life do you want? How do you want your kids to see you? How do you want to stand out? How do you want to be seen by your spouse? How are you going to be seen in the marketplace? How do you want to be, how do you want to represent? How do you want to represent the kingdom? What is the vision for the direction of your life, right? This is all, this is all head. This is all you. Like This is when you start take bringing it into the physical world now. All right, you get you a notebook, right? Get you a, uh, a notebook, a journal, right? A uh, <laughs> get you one of these little legal pads or something, right? Get you something to write on, and then get you something to write with, right? Look, you see this? You see this? Do the work. Put them together. Write something down. What do you want? Me, myself, I'll write it down right here. I want to be a representative of Christ. I want to teach brothers and sisters how to find their purpose, their passion in him and move in kingdom. Move like we're supposed to as people of God and build successful businesses, successful lives, successful marriages, represent for our children and be examples of what it is to be God's people. Now, top of that, personally, I like, I will, I am, I will be the man that my wife deserves. I will be the father that my children deserve. I am that, right? And that's how I shall move. And then I, I write down exactly what that means, how I'm going to show up, what's my health, what's my weight, you know, be as specific as possible, right? Now, this is when we start, now, like I said, this is moving into the realm of reality, right? We're getting out of our head and we're putting it on paper. Now, what changes the game? You ready? What changes the game is when you can shift these ideas and, 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 and get your emotions tied with it. How do you do that? One thing that people do is like make vision boards, right? Um, make declarations. I, I, got a, I got a form. I got a sheet that I, I made, a PDF. You can download it. Link will be in the description. A declaration of success where you can commit to your own success for this year, 2023, whatever it is that you're looking for, looking to achieve, write it down, and you can even get a witness to sign it, hold you accountable, make it real, right? Do a vision board, make a breakdown vision of your life, of your vision, what do you want, how did you, how do you see yourself, and don't, don't do it in the future tense, do it in the present tense. I am successful. I am driving a Ford Raptor. I am driving, you know, I am living in a 3,000 square foot home. I do have four, five bedroom, four bedrooms, four baths. I'm living on a couple acres of land. 
You know what I mean? Like put that out there, right? Visualize it, meditate on it, pray, right? Meditate, right? We still scripture. Habakkuk said, uh, write the vision, make it plain. We did that. I create the vision because our people perish from a lack of vision. Oh, shoot. We still in the scripture. I'm preaching now. And then what we do, what, 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 what's, what's the kicker? Y'all ready for three? Cause I already got, got it in your head. We got it out your head. Now we putting it in our heart. That's what the vision board and the journals for to make this real. Who are you doing this for? Who are you doing this for? Is it just for you? Is it for the people that, that you call to bless? I'm called to help people find their purpose and passion. That's me. So I'm doing this for people that I know and don't even know. People that aren't even in my life right now. I have to be in position so that I can be a blessing to them. So I can be a blessing to them. So I can be a blessing to their children. That I can be a blessing to their household. That I can help them earn more money. And I can earn more, you know, I earn more for my my house and my household and my family, my kids, living in a big old house and all that, right? Have my own studio set up, right? But what's going to change or what's moving me more so is those that are out there. You. You. You guys motivate me. It's the, the, it's truly the, the difference maker when you're doing this for someone outside of yourself. So what is your why? What is your reason? What is your purpose? What is the call? Who are you called to help? What is it that their need are their needs? What's their pain points? And when you can identify their pain points and what they're going through, it means more. And it's not just about you. It is truly about changing the lives of others and bringing the kingdom of God as so is in heaven, so is on earth, bringing it into reality. All right, so we didn't take it out your head, put it on paper, put it on your uh, poster board for your vision board, created a why, the people you're going to help, who you're called to serve, and now it's in your heart. Now it's in your heart. You're, you you out here. You out here now. You 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 have your emotions tied to it. Have your feelings tied to it. Your logic's already been on it. And now what you're going to do, you're going to write, you're going to do it. It's time to get active. The only way from this point on is to get it in your hand. Now how do you get it in your hand? Well, the Bible says, man, it don't work, don't eat. You don't work, you don't eat. Like John said, if you don't grind, you don't shine. So, so if you don't work, you don't eat, you don't grind, you don't shine. That means now it's time to put hand to the plow. It's time for you to do the work. It's time for you to get active. It's time for you to stop making excuses, just scrolling social media and the internet and really do the work. Read the books, right? Join the masterminds, get a coach join you know whatever get the information but execute the secret execution i'm telling you the bible even says the bible says obedience obedience 
is more precious than uh, sacrifice. So he says, but Samuel replied, this is first Samuel chapter 15, verse 22. Uh, matter of fact, I'm going to go back a little bit because context matters. Okay. Uh, and this, I think this is whenever Samuel, when God told Saul to kill everything, but Saul was disobedient. Verse 20, he said, but I, but I did obey the Lord, Saul said. I went on the mission the Lord assigned me. I completely destroyed the Amalekites and brought back their king, Agog, their king. The soldiers took the sheep and the cattle from the plunder, the best that they would devote to God, in order to sacrifice them to the Lord, your God, at Gilgal. And Samuel replied, does the Lord does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifice as much in obeying the Lord? To obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed is to is better than the fat of rams. I read the last part again. To obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed is better than the fat of rams. For rebellion is like the sin of divi divination and arrogance like the evil of adultery in other words mm, obedience obedience obeying what god says if god got the calling that god put on your life he put that in you you must walk in your purpose must walk in your call must walk in what he put in you and told you to do there's many of us that's out here that's had dreams. If God's spoken to you, he's told you exactly what to do, and you're still waiting for somebody else to be the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth confirmation. It's better to be obedient than it is to sacrifice. If God's called you, God has called you to do something. It's better to obey and do it than it is to sacrifice. I'm going to put it out there. If you're not walking in your purpose, your passion, your your purpose and your call that God's God has put over your life and you know exactly what it is, you are in rebellion. It's time to stop. Realize where you at and where God has called you to go. And it's time for you to change direction. Step up, fam. The only way that you're going to be successful from this moment on is to do the work. Submit to God and do the work. Submit to God, pray, do the work. Submit to God, pray. What's the next part? Do the work. It's just that simple. Do the work. The main objective for us is to have a direction, a target, something to throw at, something to shoot, something to aim for. Once you have that, you have mental clarity. You've got rid of the stinking thinking. You have written the vision. You made it plain. You created your vision board. You see the vision. You see where you want. You you see where you you're called to be, and you start speaking in the way that it is. Or not the way that it is in the present, but the way that you desire it to be, and speak it as if it already is. 
that means speaking things into existence, speaking things in the power of the great I am, that I am, that I am, the existent one, um, uh, Jehovah, right? Yahuwah, however you want to pronounce, the, the true name of God, the I am, that I am, the existent one, I am, is a declaration of God, not only, but the God in you, by declaring over your life right now the same way that God spoke things into existence into creation into into newness of life you have that ability for you and I, I I'm put something out here that may sound controversial and I'm not saying that it's uh, biblically sound right but let's just look at it like this a lot of a lot of Christian circles, groups of believers, the worst thing that you can do is take the Lord's name in vain, right? Just say, you know, mm, the the word like voodoo, right? And the Jewish uh our Jewish brothers and sisters have the belief or the fear and reverence for God so highly that throughout scripture they wouldn't even write the, the, their name they would not even pronounce the true name of God the Hebrew word the tetragram uh, I might put it on the screen so you can see like the, the actual Hebrew writing for the name right it's two different ones but same word the I am that I am translated uh, the capital letters L-O-R-D in English this is throughout the Old Testament is actually a replacement or a placeholder for the name of God right that is translated with the letter J Jehovah or uh, J didn't exist 500 years ago so we're going back so they won't know why it was like a Y sound so it was Yahovah or Yahovah um, in Hebrew now they had they wouldn't they didn't like to pronounce it because of fear that they would put take the Lord's name in vain now I declare that any time that you that we say that I am right and we say anything that is contrary to what God says you are in his word or the the, the, the blessings that he spoke over us and you say instead of I am strong I am wonderfully and beautifully made I am called by the by the most high I am him that I am the one he knew in the womb of my mother before I was ever even formed in her belly I am gifted I am blessed I am prospering as my soul prospering but when we say the opposite of those when we say I'm stressed out I'm barely making I'm just getting by. I'm sick. I'm weak. 
could it be by making those declarations over our life? Proclaiming in the name of God the I am that I am we're saying that I am weak God forbid God forbid but what I would say for us for you for me is that we should take that into consideration and never speak a curse over ourselves because we could be speaking the Lord's name in vain and we could be cursing our own present circumstance I declare that if you are sick if you are going through and things aren't looking as they should for you to declare God's word over your life and say that I am healed because he was bruised for my transgressions by his stripes I am healed I am victorious I am prospering as my soul prospers because I am a child of the most high I am a child of God who owns the cattle on a thousand hills who created heaven and the earth, who is the creator, who is the great I am, who is and I am his child. I am a king because he is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And I yield my life to him as sovereign ruler. And I am going to be a blessing to everyone. I come across by walking in my purpose and I am called so to quickly recap head heart and hands clean out your clean out your brain get rid of your stinking thinking create a clear vision for yourself right seek God seek God seek God for clarity and understanding and allow him to reveal exactly and bless the plan that he bring. Let, let him bring the plan, right? And allow yourself to look at within at the seeds that he's planted in you to make those dreams a reality. And then create the vision. Make it plain. Make the vision board. Create the game plan. Build a why. Figure out the reason why and get passionate, right? Get passionate, get on purpose, and most importantly, get active. Get your hands on it. Change the game. Be productive and chase, don't even chase, embrace the success that already is because he is and you are. I am. This has been Cut the Noise, Growing Through Conversation, and I am Calvin, like my way. And I hope you understand the keys to winning. Till next time, stay encouraged, stay positive, stay productive, and know that I love you, so do I. Ain't nothing you can do about it. Till next time.
Lights out. Chill.